Well, praise the Lord. This is Pastor Jerry and my wife, Trudy, praise God, and my daughter, Micah, praise God. We're here once again on a midweek service talking about some of these pressing issues that are out there right now. Um, and really the key uh, is to know the truth. And I want to just kind of start today by just talking about knowing the truth. I mean, that's really where it starts. You know, the Word says that His Word is truth. And it also says that He is the truth. Amen. So obviously, everything starts with the Word of God. Amen. With our Lord and Savior. Praise God. This is how it all begins. Now, I'm just going to bring a text to you, if you don't mind. And out of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, and verse, I'm just going to kind of, I guess, cut into a middle of uh, what's being said here. But verse 10 it says, and with all unrighteous uh, deception among those who perish uh, because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie uh, that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth uh, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Now, the thing I want to bring out, none of this really sounds all that pleasant. But the key is this, okay, it's about knowing the truth. You don't know the truth, we're going to have trouble, okay? That's just the way it is. And so uh, what this brings out in verse 10, it begins to start, that it started out the fact that they didn't love the truth. They didn't love or they didn't actually believe the love of the truth, okay? So they weren't putting their, they weren't putting their faith in truth, in the Word, all right? So it started trouble. From there, it went down here and it says that there was strong a delusion that came, it says, strong delusion. In other words, anytime you're going to avoid the truth, it's only a matter of time, and all you're giving way to delusion. And all of a sudden, you know, that's going to be, that's definitely uh, heading down the wrong road here. And after that, then it says uh, that they should believe the lie. So in other words, what happens after you kind of put away the truth, or you don't have a belief for the truth, or a love for the truth, then all of a sudden, here comes delusion, and then after that, now you're believing lies, and that's just the truth. I mean, I don't care what we're talking about, whatever kind of subject we deal with out there, amen, if you're uh, operating under some kind of delusion because you're avoiding the truth, guess what? You're going to be believing a lie, and that's just the fact. To believe the lie means this, to not believe the truth. You just got to kind of put it that way. And so there's one, you either hook up to the truth or hook up to a lie. And I, I choose to hook up to the truth. Now, the only way that's going to happen is you're going to have to have the Word of God before you. Amen. Spend a little time with your Lord and Savior. Amen. Praise God. Now, it says after that, verse 12, that they had pleasure in unrighteousness, which just means that they begin to act on the lie. All right? And then, which means now, all of a sudden, you've got consequences. You've got hard places. You've got all kinds of trouble. There's a high cost to it. All right? And it all comes out of the fact that they would not... Uh, hook up to the truth, all right? And then it said this, if you kind of go back up to verse 10, it says this, that uh, uh, it says, who, those who perish. So it's letting it be known, uh, the whole text is about those who, in the end, the consequence and everything that happened was bad, all right? Well, why? Because they avoided the truth, they didn't believe that truth, they didn't love the truth, all right? They began to be deceived, and then all of a sudden they're buying into a lie and now you're acting on a lie. And that's kind of how this stuff is. So what we've been trying to do in our midweek services here for a little bit here is just taking some certain texts, certain uh, topics, maybe a better way of saying it, certain topics and touching on uh, things, what the Word has to say about it, all right? We've touched on things like uh, abortion. We've talked about education, family last week. Uh, you know, we dealt with some things. Uh, what all did we get on economics, last week? Yes, economics, so. mostly all kinds of stuff around economics. And so uh, this week, I'm going to talk some things about, about borders, what that means, about some things about immigration, all right, uh, and maybe touch on a few other things if we have time. Uh, but that's kind of where we want to go today. Do you have anything you'd like to well, add to that? One thing we have to remember is that um, when Judas betrayed Jesus, it said that Satan put that in Judas' heart, yeah. okay? Now, Satan put that in Judas' heart. So we have to understand that we as people are vulnerable to Satan dropping things in our heart to cause us to believe a lie, Right. you know? And we as Christians may not, we would refuse a thought that Satan would put it in our heart to commit murder maybe or to steal something or shoplifting or something like that. We would resist that. But yet sometimes there's 
truths on other matters that we're not so quick to resist. You know, when the enemy tells you, well, you feel like this because you're all alone. Or he tells you, well, they don't like you anyway. All those kind of things are just as much demonically induced, but yet we don't have the same level of resistance. And so one thing to know is the enemy can put things in people to generate it through a society that an entire group of people will believe a lie, but the only way the whole society would believe a lie is because they don't know the truth. Right. You know, it's like if you, if you get so well-versed and so well-acquainted with truth, then it's easier for you to put off a lie. You know, I've heard him talk about how people can recognize counterfeit money is because they frequently handle real money, good money. And so if we will use the word of God as the absolute standard of truth, it'll become easy for us to recognize when it's a lie being propagated, even through society, that we can refuse that lie. So yeah. and, praise you know, the Lord. Like I said earlier, you know, to, to believe the lie is to not believe the truth. Right. And, and so we have to understand that, uh, you know, when you hook, when you allow yourself to come under a thing of deception or delusion, I think is how it words in here. Is that what the word it uses? I think yes. it says delusion, the strong delusion. Um, you know, you're just opening yourself up for the lie. Right. And then you begin to act on the lie. And now we've got trouble, Bubba. I mean, that's just the way it is. And, and it's but. foolish for us to think that a society or a system that believes a lie is non-affecting to the church. Mm -hmm. That's true. That, that's foolishness for us because if the world believes a lie, then everything that they set up in government will be according to the lie. And it's only a matter of time that that, what was it say, that pleasure and unrighteousness will try to take authority over the church. Mm -hmm. So we can't sleep while the world is believing lies. Right. The church has to be the light, meaning the illumination, the demonstration of God, and they have to be the salt, the influence of Amen. God, because we're here to save a society. Yeah, come on. We're here to save, uh, save people. We're not here to allow them to perish. So what we have to do is we have to propagate truth. Right. And the only one that is truth is this word, right. because it is Jesus. That's right. So let's start on the first one. Uh, let's go to the book of Acts. Okay. Let's try that. Book of Acts. We're going to go um, chapter 17. And Micah, why don't you want to dive into that one for us first? Sure. All right. So um, Acts 17 and verse 26, and we're really, like we said, starting out with that whole topic of borders, mm -hmm. which is a hot topic right now, especially coming into election time. And... Um, you know, like we were talking about the difference of truth and the lie. Well, the only way we're going to get truth is if we go back to what the Word of God says about borders. And God does talk about borders and all the stuff we're talking about today. And that's where, as Christians, our first loyalty lies, is with what the Word of God says. So, you know, when we're getting into this election time, that's what we're trying to discover right now is that truth, because whatever politician or platform leans more towards the truth is where I owe my loyalty then as a Christian. That's good. good so um, verse 26 of chapter 17 in Acts, it says, and he has made from one blood every nation of man to dwell on all the face of the earth mm -hmm. and has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings. Mm -hmm. Now, this is like, you know, there's a lot in here. You know, you can get into a pre-appointed time, you know, meaning no one's a mistake. <laughs> You're here for a pre-appointed time right now. But it also talks about the boundaries of their dwellings. Mm -hmm. Well, right there, it eliminates the whole idea that God's not into boundaries. Mm -hmm. That, you know, when it really proves out that not only does, is God for boundaries, but he's the one that put the boundaries in there. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I was thinking, I got a, 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 in my notes, I put Deuteronomy 32, in verse 8, and it says, When the Most High divided their inheritance to the nation, when he, pardon me, when the Most High divided their inheritance to the nations, when he separated the sons of Adam, he set the boundaries of the peoples according to the number of the children of Israel. And I just thought another verse there talking about 
You know, I, I was thinking about this as you were reading that, Mike, about, you know, it talks about, you know, that he made, uh, made from one blood every nation of men. Okay. God, God's in love with all people. Yeah. God made all, right? But he still set up boundaries. Amen. And so God is in the boundaries. And I see that even in Deuteronomy. And we see it in other places. But uh, just it's obvious that God is in the boundaries. Mm -hmm. Amen. And, you know, really when we look at it, we think, I guess nowadays, the notion of boundaries is looked at as a negative thing. Mm -hmm. You know, which we all kind of can see that's like, oh, I can only go so far. Or this is my boundary and it's so enclosing. And, you know, we kind of live in the society now. It's like, think outside the box and think outside. Don't put a boundary on this and stuff. But really, when God's talking about boundaries, he was looking at people's benefit. Mm -hmm. He knew the nature of man better mm -hmm. than man did. And he knew that if he did not put boundaries in man's life, then there would be a level where they would become unruly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I believe we need to first, you know, attack that idea that boundaries are bad mm -hmm. or they're limiting. Mm -hmm. And really it's like they're not limiting. It really comes down to it's an empowerment and a benefit to you to have these boundaries because then God's able to lead and guide you, mm -hmm. you know. Well, God obviously thought they were sacred because yeah. in Proverbs, it warns about the one that tries to move those boundaries. Mm -hmm. You know, you go to try and move your property line. God doesn't like that. Right, right. Think about how many issues and wars and everything that came just from a boundary. You know, I mean, we have one that's happened in Israel for how many years of this little strip? No, it belongs to us. No, it belongs to us. You know, back right. and forth. That, is it Gaza Strip? Is that the correct mm -hmm. terminology? I mean, how many years has that war gone on about that when it's like it's a strip of land, but it all comes down to boundaries? Mm -hmm. Where's the real boundary at? And so I think it's, you know, again, one of those things we need to look at, it was God's saying, I'm not trying to limit you, but I'm trying to give you your proper place, keep you in the proper place where you can do the best that you're called right. to do. Right. So God is absolutely for having boundaries, whether you're talking nation or in your own life and everything, mm -hmm. boundaries were set up originally by God. Well, even when, when Joshua dispersed the promised land mm -hmm. to the children of Israel, he dispersed it by tribe, and then they broke it down by individual. Remember, Caleb right. said, give me my mountain. Mm -hmm. You know, that was, my boundary is established is that mountain is mine. Right. That mountain is mine. It's not anyone else's. It's mine, you know, and God allowed that. So obviously, God didn't oppose boundaries personally, you know, by tribe, you know, because he said, give this tribe the land over here. So he divided it by tribe, then the tribe divided by down by person. It's the same way for any nation. This is the nation's borders. These are the state's borders. These are the family's borders. You know, mm -hmm. just right. keeps going down to personal. And, and, you know, when you think about the safety in that and, and the order in that. Right. And, I mean, there's just so many things that, that are uh, variables because of that. And if you didn't have boundaries... Then you got chaos. You know, it's just total chaos. Exactly. It's and just like having kids trying to share a bedroom. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so let's give them their own boundaries. Yeah. This is your room. This is your room. So we don't have. Absolutely. Well, and even when you're talking about your own, because really when you talk about boundaries, like, you know, you can keep breaking it down to private property then. Right. You know what I mean? And it comes down to a spot where private property comes down to the idea of, you know, giving each man, especially the men, because of what God has instilled in each man to be ruler and to be, you know, that authority figure, here's your area to ha rule and reign and be authority. Your domain. Your domain. Because mm -hmm. not every man's going to be president. Not every, you know what I mean? But if you didn't have that ability, that's the spot that everybody would fight for. Right. But instead, he's broken it down to, you may not be called to this, but let's still give you an area where that you can fulfill that thing inside of you that was God-given to have authority and dominion and rule yeah. over your own private property. Absolutely, sure. absolutely. Good. You know, you know the reason this becomes a hot topic is because of you know a wall being built, and uh, is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Well, according to the Word, it's it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. So it's a good thing to have walls. 
a lot of people, you know, say things and, you know, is, you know, we're shutting, shutting the, the walls to, or the doors to people coming in the nation, which is not true. That no. isn't true at all. Um, it is just establishing a boundary. Mm -hmm. And it keeps some, uh, takes care of uh, some order, some, some safety things. Uh, this is where some of the immigration things now we start, you know, what's the boundary there? What is it? What are they allowed? What are they not allowed? All that kind of stuff. And so I know it becomes a hot topic, but it first starts with the truth, with the word of God, that God is in the boundaries. Mm -hmm. Have we established that? Yeah. I think we have, right? Yep. So maybe we need to now maybe move a little bit more into, okay, what about immigration and, and what about, um, you know, the people that come into our land now um, illegally or, or is there a right way, a wrong way? Um, let's see if we can address that, all right? Mm -hmm. Well, I think the first thing that, you know, us as Christians, like I said earlier, we first go back to the Word of God. Mm -hmm. And if you really want to know anything about government, you read Exodus through Deuteronomy because it's God instructing Moses, instructing his people on what a government system should look like. And he even talks about it, um, this yes. topic All in there. All these topics are in there. It's in yeah, there. Absolutely. Yep, everything is in there. And, um, well, let's just go ahead and jump yep. into it. So um, Exodus 12 is actually a good place to mm -hmm. start with it. And, again, I think it needs to be emphasized again that a wall or boundaries is not trying to shut somebody off, per se. You know what I mean? Like, we're not saying no one else can come into this nation. Um, if you go back far enough, you realize every single individual that's here is an immigrant from somewhere. Exactly. That is the best part about America. We are a melting pot of different cultures, different individuals that have different backgrounds that were able to come to a nation, and because they came to America, they have equal opportunity now. That's right. They do not have, if I as an American went to a different nation, you know, and even went through the right steps to get and become a citizen of that, I still would not have the same benefits as the person that was born and raised there. Yeah. Now, America, the great thing is you get in here, you become an American citizen, you have the same equal opportunity that <laughs> yeah, any yeah, other right. individual has. Absolutely. And now I guess we can go back and forth on that, but that's really what it was set up to set be. Up to do. Right. And um, so then the question really becomes, okay, we're not shutting them off, but is there, like you said, a right or a wrong way of doing this? So if you go to Exodus 12, and we'll start in verse, um, let's go to verse 49. And it's um, talking about re different regulation stuff. I believe this specific one is the Passover regulations is what they're talking about. But he says, one law shall be for the native born and for the stranger who dwells among you. Right. Now, right there, it sums law. everything up. Yeah. That, yes, there will be native-borns, but you know what? There will also be strangers that come along, and that's okay. Nowhere right. along there it says, and kick all the strangers out, or kick all the non-native-borns out. Nothing of that says, but it says there is one law for all. Right. In other words, it doesn't matter if you're native, if you are a stranger, if you are this or that, whatever your backing is, when you come into the boundaries, now this is talking about the boundaries of the Israelites, you mm -hmm. know, you come into those boundaries, this is the this law. This is how you live. This is how you live. Right. You want to be a part, that's great. I mean, I was thinking about it even when we get back into um, times of Jacob, you know, and the king, they were in a land, and the king wanted to marry, her king's son wanted to marry his daughter. Well, what was the first thing? Well, you need to be um, circumcised mm -hmm. in order to marry into right. our family. Okay, well, what was he saying? Look, we're not saying no to you because you're a stranger and you're not a native-born or anything like that, but we're saying that there is one law that we are going to follow, and if you are willing to adopt and follow our laws, We'll welcome you with there open you arms. Now, it didn't quite turn out the best way for that whole situation, but it's another <laughs> example of what the belief system yes. was of them of, right. you know what, if you're going to come in and join in here, we're all going to follow the same law, and that's how it's well, going to be. if you back up to verse 48, and it says, And when a stranger dwells with you and wants to keep the Passover to the Lord, let all his males be circumcised, mm -hmm. and let them, then let them him come near and keep it, and he shall be as a native of the land. 
for no uncircumcised person shall eat right, it. Right. And then it says, one law shall be for the native born and for right. the stranger who dwells among you. He's saying if he's coming in, he's willing to abide by the same laws, he's going to get the same treatment as if he's native born because he's abiding by the same laws. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And that's what we try to say is in America, that's really how it was set up was everybody can come in but here's the law yeah. and the rule of America. Here's our constitution. Here's our declaration of independence. Here's all of our rules and laws of the land. If you follow them, we accept you. Right. You are an American now. That's right. The issue that comes is when you're coming in with not the thoughts of following all the rules. Mm -hmm. And that's where it gets hard. And we've seen a big shift in that thought process as far as it doesn't matter, just come in, you know, open borders. And now seeing this wall being built, people are starting to say, hey, what about so-and-so? And what about this? And what about that? And really what we need to see is, like you said earlier, it's establishing those borders, but we're not saying that you can't come in, but we're it's, saying... It's still a land of great opportunity. Exactly. And there's whoever. a right way to right. come in. Exactly. And, and when you come in, there's one law that we all Amen. follow. Yep. And if you're willing to follow that, welcome to America. Yep. Here you go, land of opportunity. Absolutely. You know, the thing about what, really what we're trying to, to stress is the fact that if you, if you hook up to truth, okay, there's no deception, there's no lie, you're not yielding to a lie... Instead, you're getting all the, the, the fruit and the benefit of, of that truth. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Come out right? And so, uh, to me, you know, everything we're talking about, I mean, there's a lot of opinion about this or that, but it starts off with God's okay with boundaries. Mm -hmm. God's okay with people of all lands, all nations. God's for everybody. And this country is for everybody. But it's... If you're going to come in, just like he said here to the Israelites, we're saying to others, we have laws, we have ways of doing this, you follow this, great, great opportunities for, await you. Praise God. And I, I think one of the things that might even demonstrate this is back in the Garden of Eden. Yeah, that's good. You know, because God set it up. Here's the boundaries, and if you look back in Genesis, you'll see... This river was the boundary for this area, and this river was the boundary for this river, you know, and talked about the four rivers. And then Adam was supposed to tend and keep it under the government of God. Right. Tend and keep the garden under the government of God. But then what happened is Adam allowed someone else to come in and bowed to him, the enemy, as the governing authority there. Because the enemy, in getting Adam to follow him, became the governing authority. Yes, and so what did God do? Say, well, you're not abiding by the government of my garden anymore. So therefore you've got to leave the garden. Mm -hmm. And he even set up angelic forces to keep Adam out of the garden because he was not abiding by the initial government that was set up for the garden. You know, even though the enemy got in there, that still was not, the enemy was not to be governing the garden. Mm -hmm. Adam was supposed to be governing the garden led by God. Mm -hmm. And once Adam quit following God, God said, you can't even be in the garden because we don't want you to live forever. This is not going to be forever under this state of this authority ruling in my garden. Yeah, and good. Adam was, was removed that's because good. he didn't abide by the governing authority of that. And when you talk about the authorities and stuff, as far as, you know, he set angelic hosts to guard the, you know, boundaries and stuff we got to look at some things as far as how our government system is set up, that it is our president's job to guard the boundaries of this nation. Mm -hmm. And so when that's all he's trying to do. Yeah. And so you need to realize that that's been instilled in those individuals of that level. Okay. We've got these people we are responsible for, and now we must guard this nation and the people that we're responsible for. Well, what's the best way? Well, if we can guard, and make sure that none of the evil that tries to get in through the boundaries is coming in, then I'm able to protect those. And then those that want to come in the right way, protect them as well. So it's more of a benefit that really we is. need to look at and see it's yeah. a protection. And it's that um, avenue where they are trying to protect us from what the enemy could try to put into, these, into this nation. You know, in some ways, it, it becomes an incentive to those outside that mm -hmm. if, they, if they like what they see, and those walls actually 
begin to spell, like you said earlier, uh, you know, safety. So, you know, even somebody outside can see the benefit of that. Maybe that's just another incentive for them to say, you know what, if I go through this the right way and get my, I guess in this case, we call it a citizenship, you know, and then connect to the laws of the land. I mean, they, they get to, like you said, they get to benefit from those, those uh, um, well, benefits, I guess is best. You know, they just get to benefit from it all, just like somebody that was born and raised here. Mm -hmm. So, amen. Well, it's kind of like uh, the president, whoever he is, is there's an, a calling on him to be a shepherd of sheep mm -hmm. because he's a leader before people, right. you know, and any shepherd knows you got to keep wolves out. Mm -hmm. How are you going to do that? Well, sometimes you got to build a fence, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. sometimes you just got to build a fence to keep the yeah. wolves out. Yeah. That, 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 if they didn't build fences, we'd have a lot of farms. We'd be having some issues. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. You'd be running over yeah. livestock on the right. roads and no, things like that. That's my cow. No, that's my cow, you know, as a, whatever. Right. But, or that was yeah. my cow in front of the yeah. car right. on the highway, you know, that kind of thing. So sometimes we just need to understand that when people are leading other people, sometimes we build fences to protect those people. Right. And somebody that has a heart to protect people, you know, a shepherd of the congregation, you know, we, we keep, try to keep predators out and predators aren't always people. Predators most of the time are spirits, evil thoughts, demonic influences. You know, we try to keep those off of our, our congregation. We don't want those in there. And so we make recommendations. Now you can't enforce people. You know what I mean? When you're talking about a church, you can make recommendations. Don't listen to that. Don't watch that. Don't give heed to that. And all that is, is building so, a boundary, yep. building a fences. boundary, establish something. Don't allow your kids to do this. You know, why is it? It's not because we're into hindering a freedom. Instead, what we're into is enforcing a protection, you know, Good and so sometimes that's the difference. Excellent way of saying it. All right. Let's look at another one here. Leviticus 24. And uh, verse 22. You want to go ahead and read that one? Um, sure. It's, so verse 22 says, You shall have the same law for the stranger and for the one from your own country, for I am the Lord your God. Amen. And again, it's just saying the same thing, but just letting it be known. Um, you know, everybody comes in. They come into those, those boundaries. They all, uh, by the same law, held to the same law. They all have the same opportunities, and they all have to hold to the same laws. Mm -hmm. And that just, that's what makes it work. Right. And when they, you know, somebody violates that, then that's when we got trouble. But see, this is where it starts. It starts with truth. Okay, this is it. This is the laws. This is how things are set up and established. This is how we do this, how we do this. It's like, you know, you go into some countries. Now we drive our vehicles uh, the way our traffic flow is. Um, you know, we're, we always are on the right-hand side uh, driving. And then you got people you're meeting along that road that are driving the other direction, and they're on their right-hand side, right? Mm -hmm. Now, you go into other countries, it's reversed. Now, if I, from America, said, okay, I'm going to go somewhere like in Europe, for instance, there's certain places in Europe that it's, it's reversed, okay? And I say, well... Uh, I'm over here, but I'm an American, and I can drive any way I want to drive. I'm going to drive the right-hand side of the road. I'm, I'm going to get about, what, about a quarter mile down the road before I run into somebody? Well, what happened there, right? Well, I... I wasn't along to help yeah, you. Yeah, well, there you help me navigate, right? I was too busy gawking. But anyway, uh, the, the point is that, the, the point is, is that there's uh, laws and, and things that are established for people's protection, their safety, all right, and... If I went into that country, I've now got to abide by their laws, right? And, and that's just one thing. It might be a silly way of looking at it, but to me, it, it really isn't because, you know, it's, it's how it's set up. If you, if you want this to work right, well, then this is the side of the road you've got to be driving on. And we can take it into any arena uh, you want to, and it's the same thing. They all have certain uh, established rules and laws that work, and when you come into that, if you, if you don't give heed to that, then all of a sudden now we've got, uh, you know, we're, we've got trouble. See, it's like we're, we delusion and believe in a lie 
And next thing you know, all hell's breaking loose. And so anyway, anyway, it's just another verse to me that's that good. says that. So That's a good way of saying it. And I like how at the end it says, for I am the Lord your God. Establishing. <laughs> you just know, Here's where it is. I'm on the top here, and all these laws and Amen. rules fall underneath Amen. it. Amen. Let's look at a couple there in Numbers. All right. Which which one do you want to do here? We do uh, Numbers nine or Numbers fifteen. Doesn't matter. We can go either one of them. Um, let's just go to nine, real quick. Numbers nine. All right. And uh, verse fourteen, it says, "And if a stranger dwells among you, and would keep the Lord's Passover." He must do so according to the right of the passage and according to its ceremony. You shall have one ordinance for both for the stranger and the native of the land. So again, if they're willing to come in and abide by the ruling already set up, then it's all good. It works. The stranger and the native shall live in the land together in peace. And Amen. then if you go over to chapter 15... And you look at verse 15, also there, it says, One ordinance shall be for you of the assembly and for the stranger who dwells with you, an ordinance forever throughout your generations as you are, so shall the stranger be before the Lord. One law and one custom shall be for you and for the strangers who dwell with you. Again, one law, one rule. And, you know, what the cool thing about one law and one rule is it actually breaks the boundary between strangers and the native born. That's good. You know, that's, that's the brother, issue right? that people yeah. want to bring out sometimes is, well, I'm just different. You know, you always look at me different. You're always because of this or because, well, really, if we follow under one law, one rule, no one will be able to tell if you're native born or not because you all follow the same rules. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And right now, if you want special privilege wherever you're at or whatever, you know, direction we're talking here, well, that's creating a boundary between mm -hmm. you and them, whether you're native-born and what special privileges or you're not and what special privileges, whatever it is. If you just follow one law, one rule, it really is to also keep out the division and strife that tries to come from having those boundaries between people. That's good. And right. so really God's saying, look, it is great. Strangers come in. Because, I mean, think about it. God wants everybody to be a part of his family. So he is not one right. to keep strangers out like, oh, sorry, you weren't born in Israel, so you can't be part of my family. I mean, all of us would be in trouble then, you know. Good. So he is totally open, open arms to everybody, you know, and that's what the practice he encourages us to have. But he's saying, but for your sake, for the <laughs> yeah. sake to keep strife out, whether native right. born, stranger, guidelines. whatever, here are the guidelines for your benefit in order to keep you protected put boundaries around your nation in order to keep you safe and to keep, you know, you walking in love with every individual, one law, one rule. If you don't have one law, one rule, it's going to become hard for so-and-so to love so-and-so because of the border they've built between mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's really what we're looking at is God has put all this stuff in order and in play to keep his church, his children, no matter where you were born, your nation, your history, whatever, to keep you walking in love right. because that's his ultimate goal. And also to keep you protected because that is his, you know, mm -hmm. he loves life yeah. and, you know, he's a protector of life. So really boundaries, immigration, all that stuff, it comes back down to God set it up to have boundaries to protect you, to keep you safe. And he's also put into man, instilled in certain individuals, especially like our president and different individuals at that level to protect his sheep, his flock, his nation. You know, and that's what he's trying to do. And then when it comes to immigration, he's saying, look, immigration's great. We want to keep everybody to have opportunities. We want to give everybody the same um, freedom that we get to experience every day in this nation. But do one law, one rule over it, yeah. because then you can't tell the difference between the native born and the strangers among right. you. And it keeps you all in the same playing field. Right. Now, that doesn't take away creativity. Doesn't take away because that's part of the, you know, the opportunities that are there. I mean, people still are individuals. They still have creativity. There's people that have different cultures. Um, you know, we're not denying people's rights or that kind of thing. Um, but now, where, where it crosses lines is if you're you're wanting special rights that now violates other people's rights, and that's why these these lines and these boundaries and these laws and these ordinances are set up to try to keep all that flowing and everybody, like you said, safe and 
protected and at the same time all flowing in the same direction. But the, as of right now, at least in this nation, they people do still have some... Um, Religious freedoms. Yeah, I mean, you think about it. Uh, you know, Cultural the, freedoms. Yeah, the, the creativity that people... Because, you know, there's a lot of... Uh, you know, people are not all the same. And, and, and that's the cool thing about this nation right now. And of course, you could lose that kind of stuff depending on how, you know, whatever. I better leave that alone for the moment. But the bottom line is, is that its, it's idea is to keep, um, you know, everybody, no matter your background, no matter your uh, financial status, educational status, your race, doesn't matter. Uh, it gives everybody a free opportunity to, to be what they're called to be, to fulfill what they're called to fulfill as long as we stay in the boundaries, amen, in the sense of what's been established, amen, so we're not violating everybody else's rights. And that's kind of why, anyway, in a nutshell, that's what... Well, and we know in the book of Acts and beyond, Ephesians 4, it talks about one mouth, one heart. Right. God's into uniting. And sometimes the boundaries come into play between nations because we can't unite because we don't even speak the same language. You know, you speak Spanish and I speak English. So until one of us changes, there's probably a wall, you know. And so, but God does that to help us come to unity. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Amen. So what happens when uh, maybe these get violated or so now maybe we should touch on that, huh? Do we have, well, we got time to touch on that. Mm -hmm. Let's maybe, uh, let's do this. So maybe we're diving into something deep here, but let's see what happens. Let's go to 1 Peter. 1 Peter. Chapter 2, please. And um, let's see if we can do this. Um, I'm going to go to like uh, verse 13. And I'm kind of biting off a big chunk right here, but I want to uh, get a couple verses into this. I just kind of wanted to establish the direction the word's going here. It says, Therefore, submit yourself to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether to the king uh, as supreme uh, to, or to governors as to those who are uh, sent by him uh, for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of those uh, who do good. For this is the will of God that by doing good you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men as free, yet not using liberty as a cloak for vice, but as bondservants of God, honor all people, amen, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Okay, we could say in our country be uh, honor the president, right? Amen. So uh, that's what that would say there. But uh, we're seeing here about, um, you know, there are people, there are guidelines, there's government set up, there's law enforcement. Part of this is dealing with law enforcement. Um, you know, when you're talking about uh, the punishing of, of evildoers, uh, it's, it's referring to law enforcement here. Let's look at another reference, and then unless you guys had something yeah. to throw on that right now, but I'm going to go to Romans 13, which is always a common text for this uh, deal, and then we'll maybe talk a little bit about this uh, to end our time here today. Uh, verse 1 of Romans 13 says, Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God, and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. And that does happen. For rulers are not, uh, uh, pardon me, for rulers or leaders are not a terror to good works, but to evil. And that's the way it's designed to work. Do you want uh, to be unafraid of the authority? Ask them the question. Uh, do, do what is good, and you will have praise from the same. In other words, there's certain laws that are set up for a reason, and if you don't want trouble, then follow the laws, right? That's the way it is. For he uh, is God's minister to you for good, but if, if you do evil, be afraid, for uh, he does not bear the sword in vain, for he is God's minister and avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. Let's see, maybe I'll bring it down a little bit further here. Therefore, you must be subject not only to uh, only because of wrath, but also for conscience' sake, for because of this, um, well, it even goes through everything from paying taxes. I, maybe I better leave that in for another one. But I do want to say this, okay, and the reason I was kind of thinking about reading all the way through there, um, even though I know we're kind of getting on a lot of subjects there, um, rendering to all taxes, right, all their due, taxes to whom taxes are due, customs whom customs, fear to whom fear, 
I'm in verse 7, by the way. Honor <laughs> to whom honor, all right? That I wanted to, the, the reason I wanted to read the end of there, because to me, that's the key to all of it. Um, we're talking about, you know, law enforcement, and we're talking about, um, uh, you know, governments, things like that. It's, uh, the, the, the only way this works is if we're going to be honorable. If we're going to be an honorable people. Uh, now, of course, we're, we're always hoping that those in authority are going to be honorable. Amen. And that's always where a lot of times we have uh, debates or we have uh, issues and problems. Is this person honorable? Are they, they doing what they should be doing? Uh, well, it's set up uh, the way our system's set up, at least in this country. And if they're not being honorable, well, then you, you get them voted out of there and get the people in there that should be. And it's all because they didn't yeah. believe the truth. Yeah, and <laughs> there it is. I mean, that's the truth. It gets right back to that. Uh, so I just kind of wanted to touch on that a little bit um, because, uh, uh, you know, when you're talking about uh, everything from boundaries, uh, you know, immigration, okay, now there's rules and laws on people coming in. So you know as well as I do, not everybody follows the rules. Not everybody gives heed to, uh, you know, what needs to be done. So then there's all this, you know, this is when the system starts now getting kicked in the gear here when you got everything from judicial system and everything else working. Okay. And then you got law enforcement. Okay. How, you know, how far does their, you know, uh, boundaries go and all this kind of stuff. And, and right now it's a, it's a heated subject in some things. And, uh, and the thing is that the way it works is you, you remain honorable and, um, the, you know, even though there might be some that, have uh it's like what's the old phrase about uh, one bad apple or something like that you know you might have a bad apple or somebody that didn't quite do right and did cross the line that doesn't mean they're all bad uh, that's one thing i think i need to just toss out there um the uh other thing is that uh what okay what about when when government officials are trying to you know they're crossing lines and now they're trying to enforce things on us as a people that are violating our rights. That happens, right? Mm -hmm, I mean, we, we're actually experiencing a little bit of that too, um, you know, and, uh, and I know it's a hot topic, but uh, the word says this, and I'm gonna toss this out here, unless you guys got something you wanna throw in here right now. You just gotta let me go, huh? Okay, <laughs> all right, all right. Well, in Acts 5 and 29, uh, it says this, we ought to obey God rather than men. That's where it first starts. We honor, we honor God first and foremost. But the thing I want to say, honor is key. Okay, I'm going to honor, uh, I'm going to honor the officer standing on the corner directing traffic. I'm going to honor my president. I'm going to honor, uh, you know, the, even my governor. I'm going to honor, all right, until one of them goes cross or violates what God's saying. Mm -hmm. Am I? Yeah, that's good. Okay, I'm, I'm biting off a big bite here. But... Um, that's where, cause somebody says, well, you know, when, uh, when do we can, you know, when do we revolt or when do we this, or when do we that? Do we just lay down and let them do whatever they want to, to us? And no, God isn't asking anybody to do that. Um, it first starts with us being honorable. Okay. And we do our part about being honorable to whoever it is, whether we're talking about governmental officials or we're talking about law enforcement, uh, because it first starts there. Okay. Now, if, if they're crossing lines, and I'm, like I said, I'm just, you know, I think it's just worthy of bringing out, um, we follow God first. That's what we do. Mm -hmm. I still have you? Mm -hmm. Okay. And I was thinking about, you know, many individuals, okay, look what Esther did, okay. She, she, she was being honorable to the king, but yet she knew she had to cross a line in order to save her people. All right. And she went as far, in, as far as the honor to the king, and the word even makes it real clear in Esther 4, all right, that she was going to go against the law mm -hmm. amen, to, save her people. to save her people. Right. And so obviously it was a good thing she went against the law right. in that particular deal because it saved the people of God, right? Okay, Daniel. Okay, we see in Daniel 3 where Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and I believe even Daniel was in that same uh, uh, deal there. But the whole fiery furnace thing was about... Um, the the uh, established law was trying to get them to bow to something that their their religious come on their mm -hmm. you know right. what their God said Amen was violating what their God said now all of a sudden they had to stand up well God right there um, protected them but if you really you go back and you look at Shadrach Meshach Abednego Daniel 
Mm -hmm. Okay, because even Daniel with the lion's den, the whole same thing. Right. They were honorable. Mm -hmm. They were even part of the king. They were honorable to the, up to know. that point. They were honorable. And all of a sudden it's like, whoa, hold it. Breaks. You're crossing the line here. We can't, we can't do that because that violates now what God has said to us. You know what I mean? Right. Now, I know that can open up a big can of worms right. because right. anybody could say, well, God's telling me this and God's telling me that. I get that. But right here's truth. Right here's the truth. See, this is what it always goes back to the truth. It's and not personal preference. Right. It's got to come to truth. You know, they're making me wear gold earrings instead of silver earrings. Yeah. Well, that's just personal preference yeah. being challenged. That's not a mandate set up by the word. Amen. Amen. I, I just put down a couple more references. I'll toss them out there. You know, think about this. Um, if if uh, um, Joseph and, and Mary would have did what the, what the king wanted or the governor wanted, Jesus, Jesus had been dead. Mm -hmm. Okay, right? Right. They violated. Okay. It, look at what Moses' parents did. Mm. Okay. If, if they wouldn't have violated the law of the land, see, but it went against... Come on, mm -hmm. and Moses was saved. I just, I just want to toss that out there. So, you know, even, even when there's corrupt governments uh, or corrupt law enforcement, okay, uh, God, you know, has a way to, uh, mm -hmm. you know, to show, to teach, to show, to protect. I mean, we can go on to down the line. To keep you. To keep you, right. Right. And, right. But it starts with honor. That's what right. I wanted to bring out. Right, okay? and because it started with that, no one else in any of those situations right. was injured. No property was destroyed. Right, right. None of that, you know. So that's the other thing is yeah. in all of those situations, it was saving a life right. or saving a people. No one else. Saving a purpose of God. Saving a right. purpose of God. It wasn't, like you said, a personal And we And, and we, we, we're seeing a few things, um, you know, that's gone on. And, and I hope I'm just, I might be, you know, biting off another big thing here, but uh, you know, the word in here is to say you can't wear a mask or you shouldn't wear a mask or whatever. And, and that's personal preference. I can't stand wearing a mask. I hate wearing a mask. They put these certain guidelines. But okay, you didn't find it in but here. But I can't find it in here. So <laughs> um, it's my personal preference. I just assume never wear, have to wear a mask. But uh, they did violate some things when they said that I had to limit how many people could come in my services. Okay, now you're violating what I know I'm called to do by God. Mm -hmm. Amen. The so forsaking of the assembly uh, yeah. together. So you're not going to stop forsaken. that. Somehow or another, I'm going to I'm going to make a way where my people can assemble, and because that then goes beyond what God has told me, right? And showed me by the Word, and that's right. how we're basing some of these things. And I know I'm kind of touching on some things, but and I, we got people from all over the world that are watching and listening. So I know you know maybe you're not seeing those kind of things in your country or your, wherever you're at. Um, and even, you know your people too, right? And uh, so I'm just, um, I'm just saying. The main thing I wanted to bring out about that is that first and foremost, it starts with some honor. We give honor mm -hmm. to uh, to those in authority. We give honor, Amen. Whether we're talking about governmental officials or we're talking about law enforcement, that's where it starts. And I think one yeah. of the things to know is if you're going to honor somebody in an authority or leadership position over you, the first thing you're going to do is you're going to pray for them, right? you know, and a lot of people want to get into a revolt or a rebellion or a refusal to a comply without prayer first. Right. And, the, and, and with that, we're not even saying that maybe they could be doing something wrong, right? Right. There could be some lines have been crossed. Right. But so, if right. we, the thing of it, the key is if we will pray, if we will seek God on their behalf, God is open to multiple ways of fixing it, repairing right, it. He could on. remove them from office. He could remove them from their leadership position. He could change their heart, change their mind. He can, all kinds of things can happen. So the first place of honor is pray for them. Right. And most people want to rebel without praying first. Right. Well, and let's be honest. I mean, we just brought about, what, five different examples of people. Um, they're in America, where we're talking about right now, no one has had that extreme. They may feel like they've had that extreme of a thing <laughs> pushed on them, yeah. but they really haven't. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? There's a fiery furnace. Yeah. There's a moment yeah. where you got to just get real with yourself. Like me saying you need to wear a mask is not saying you have to bow to a statue and never say the name Yahweh again. Like, you know, there's a, there's mm -hmm. some extremes here that we need to get real with ourselves. What are we really revolting against? Right. Because, you know, they were talking about the differences of life and death. Now, 
we do have some decisions that have been made in our nation that could lead ultimately if they are allowed to continue right. to life and death situations. But that's why our um, system was set up that we can vote them out at certain right. times that, like you said, praying God can remove them from office, all these different things. There's so many checks and balances set up in this nation that to get rid of that situation, like that's kind of what we're seeing going on in our nation right now is some checks and balances getting enforced on people. And that's why some of the junk seems to be coming out right, right now. But really, you know, when we're talking what people want to revolt and be upset about, you know, as far as what we're seeing personally now, I know in other cities there's other things going on, but really it's not to the level that people we're talking here are revolting. You yeah. know what I mean? And You're that's why, lose your life. yeah, exactly. And that's life. why the prayer is the first thing, because maybe if you go to prayer about that person, you can, right. then God can talk mm -hmm. to you about yeah. the situation right. as well. Well, and I don't think the church has realized that honor and prayer is the spiritual checks and balances system that's for it. things that are out of order. At least for us. Yeah. As the church. Right. It is our I checks mean, and balances. You know, this is where it starts. I mean, you can get some things done through prayer. Well, you look yeah. at look at Daniel. You know, Daniel was being threatened. Right. He was being threatened to not pray. Well, he's going to pray anyway, any way, and he right. didn't hold anything back. And what happened? Because he continued to pray, the king came onto his side. Yeah. You know, this is the only God we're going to honor from here on out. Here on out. Here on out. Right. So the checks and balances was what Daniel was doing in the prayer closet. That's good. Mm -hmm. That's good. And even when we look at American history, you know what I mean? I mean, we've been talking about the word, but really American history was built on trying to enforce Absolutely. the laws and regulations that right. God put in order. But, you know, people, and I've heard it so much lately, you know, well, you know, the Revolutionary War and the Boston Tea Party, all these things were revolts and da da da, da. I'm going to just argue right now, if you say that stuff, you don't know your history. Because when you look at those things, you realize it was the very last straw before it was option of, okay, either we're going to have our own nation or we're not. You know, that, that's the very last straw. They went through countless times trying to make it work peaceably with every individual. And for us to say, yep, yep, we just are, you know, this American way, you know, we just, something goes wrong, we revolt, we do this, we, you know, cause a chaos, we cause a riot, this is what we do. You don't know your history because none of those situations, and I, you know, would gladly go through all of them, but any of those situations that they want to talk about in comparison to what's going on now really ain't that yeah. case. It came down to the, it's time that we do some mm -hmm. physical thing here. You know, the Boston Tea Party, for instance, was definitely, they tried every other option, mm -hmm. and it was like, it came down to that. And even in uh, that situation, yeah. no one was injured. Yeah. I mean, you want people want to say, yeah, personal yeah, we didn't property. Burn, we didn't burn down anybody's business. Yeah, you know, you'd <laughs> want to say personal yeah. property. The only thing was, was that tea. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, so there's limits where people want to create, you know, this heroic right. Right. scene. Well, why, did they, why did they dump the tea then? What? Well, okay, so they dumped the tea, really, because what it was, um, the king had figured out a new way to tax the people, the colonists. And what it was is he was sending this tea over, and he had put his um, governing authority, so they weren't governors like we have today, but governing authorities in each port. And he said, you know, as soon as the tea hits the port, you know, as far as it's unloaded from my ships, because while it's on the ship, it's still the king's. It's still the king's. Mm. But once it's unloaded, now it now claim all the taxes from the colonists. Well, this tea was stuff that they hadn't even asked for. So really it and, was... And it had been going on for quite a while. It had been going on. Yeah. And really it was just a sneaky way for the king to get taxes out of the colonists because really the people weren't asking for it because mm -hmm. they knew it was taxed. So they weren't even asking it. He was sending it even though they weren't asking for it. And then as soon as it just landed, got unloaded with the rest of stuff, he's like, all right, give me my taxes. You know, and so it was a very shady thing to begin with. Well, what started happening was they started refusing it. And some of the, again, this kind of goes back to, I don't know, prayer, whatever they were doing, but some of the authorities that were in America at the time, in the colonies, for the king stepped down, saying, I'm not going to enforce this. This is wrong. We're stepping. So, it came down to that port had to leave. They didn't unload the tea. And the last place was Boston. And the authority there was pro the king, and he was forceful in saying, no, we're going to take this, we're going to unload it. Well, the ship 
captain came to some of the leaders of the colony in Boston and said, John Adams was one of them, and said, they're telling me I can't leave the port. So in other words, you know, the rest of the ships have left with the tea still loaded on them, so you're not getting taxed for it, but they won't let me leave. So, um, and they've told me if I don't unload this by tonight, I'm in trouble, basically, and, you know, all these things are going to happen. So John Adams and a few individuals dressed up, it's uh, four, four, that's it. It wasn't a riot, okay? <laughs> four individuals, and they dumped the tea in the harbor. So it didn't, it didn't end up on the port. It didn't end up on the port, on the and it's not on the ship, and that man's <laughs> life is saved. He can go back to England, yeah. and the governing authorities there weren't in trouble, you know, but everybody wants to say, yep, it was a big old riot, and they had this whole idea. No, it wasn't. It was the last straw. We've tried to make it work. We've got representation in England trying to, you know, taxation without representation. All of that came from this. And so they see all this, and really it's like, no, we went through 80 steps to try to make it work. And the last thing was, okay, this guy's going to lose his life. This is going to happen, and that's why they dumped it. But they dumped that. And that was it. And they walked away. They didn't burn the ship. They didn't take everything else off the ship and just throw it all out. Mm. No, it was the tea, and they left everything else alone. Mm. And actually then it said it was the most peaceable time in Boston after that time. Why? Because the authorities weren't in trouble. The ship owner and captain wasn't in trouble. The people weren't in trouble. It, Somebody got a godly plan. Yeah, got some, a godly idea. Yeah. Exactly. And so that's... We even got a little American history here today. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's to see that people want to compare that stuff. You know, they want to compare themselves to Daniel when they have to wear a mask. Or they want to compare the riots to the Boston Tea Party and stuff. And really, it comes down to you need to just get the truth of what really happened in those events and also the truth of what God's called because like those verses all ended that we talked about with um, migrate immigration and stuff is and I am the Lord your God that's where we start out he is the Lord our God and it says you know he put the authorities he's the beginning and the yeah end. and he's the one that put those authorities Amen. there so if we're going to be honorable to God you got to be honorable to who he sets and in office Micah and Jerry mm -hmm. you don't like the mask you pray for the people that have come up with the idea yeah. that they get a new well, idea. You know, it's, uh, I, I don't. I mean, I'm very much uh, against it. But, um, but at the same time, uh, so what do we do about it? You know, to me, that's what the cool thing about our nation. Um, you know, again, like I said, the things that were violated across a line. Spiritually. Far, spiritually. I'm, I'm doing what God says first, and that's what I do. And we have done that. Mm-hmm. We wear the masks. Um, we, but we wear the masks uh, in and out of here and do our thing. But Sometimes. Uh, you know, but uh, um, anyway, my point was is to get at the cool thing about this with all of this, uh, at least in our country. Okay, maybe not everybody else has that kind of privilege, uh, but we have the privilege. And we, uh, in another week here or so, whatever, we, we can make some changes with things uh, by how you vote. And... Certain people make certain laws and put certain things in order, and if you don't like that, and, and there's certain there's certain uh, checks and balances that you can do along the way, and, and one of those is voting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm putting another plug in there for voting because you you know get out there and vote, you know. Um, and vote truth. Vote mm -hmm. truth. That's where it starts, you know, and especially in a lot of these subjects. That's really kind of what we've been doing over the last few weeks, touching on things, and what does the word have to say about it. And, and then go from there. You start with truth, and, and you go from there. Because as Christians, that's where our first loyalty right, right. lies. And again, not with a party, not with an individual. It lines up with where, you know, right. when, they, when you see those things come up on your ballot, borders, migration, law enforcement, abortion, all these things, you first go to the Word of God, and from the Word of God, you get the plan of yes, no, whatever yeah. the Word of God says concerning that matter. And then you vote. Right. Mm -hmm. And there may be all kinds of opinions. I mean, we, don't, we, we know that. Well, because there's personal preference. Yeah, we didn't come, got preference. We didn't come not, from the same backgrounds. We didn't come from the same. No. And, and I get cloth. that. But that's why we go first and foremost go, go back to, to this. And this is where it starts. So Amen. anyway, praise God. Maybe bit off a little bit more than we thought. But uh, I think it was <laughs> all good. Some letters about yeah, this, maybe. I might, huh? <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, I just give you praise and glory once again. Thankful for uh, ears to hear and a heart to receive. Father, I just give you the praise and the glory for a people that love truth, uh, that lean on truth, praise God, and refuse to be deceived, refuse to believe a lie, 
And I thank you, Lord God, hallelujah, that as we look to you, lean on you, trust in you, praise God, we'll always be led in the right direction. And for that, we give you praise in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. I call you blessed. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch the video of this message, head over to vimeo.com forward slash WOVictory or go to Jerry Roberts Ministry on Roku. For more information about who we are and what we do here at Order Victory, check out the website at wovictory.org. That's wovictory.org. See you there.